And the text that calls for our attention on this Lord's Day and this Confirmation Day is our Gospel reading from John chapter 21. And especially these words, When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Come, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. People often will try to avoid places that are associated in their mind with personal tragedies. For while in most cases the actual place is not responsible for that tragedy, it often seems that all the memories of that tragedy seem to sort of move in and dwell right in the place where it happened. Going back to that place can mean that one must relive the shock, the pain, or the tears. All of that being true, I suppose that Peter, in the days after Jesus' death, was not a real fan of gathering around a charcoal fire. For in Holy Week, Peter had indeed been by a charcoal fire in a way which was not good for him. It had been the scene of a personal tragedy for him. You see, this is Peter, who was often bold with his words. Peter had sworn that he would go to Jerusalem with Jesus and remain by his side no matter the cost. He was committed enough to say that he would die with Jesus rather than deny him. He had even drawn his sword out there when they came to betray Jesus in order to prove his loyalty to Jesus. Yes, Peter intended to be faithful even unto death. But then everything changed by a charcoal fire burning in the courtyard of the high priest. That courtyard where Jesus had been taken after Judas had betrayed him. There, a simple servant girl at the door to that courtyard asked Peter a simple question. Asked if he was one of Jesus' disciples. I am not, Peter said. Yes, a simple question from a simple girl had rattled all of that conviction. But was it just a single moment of weakness or a single moment of arrogance? Unfortunately not. Soon others asked, you're not one of his disciples, are you? Admittedly, it was sort of a leading question, almost begging an answer of no. But regardless of the nature of the question, Peter was dragged right back into denial by it. I am not, he chimed out again. And then the questions got a little more direct. Didn't I see you with him there in the garden? And that question was asked by a relative of the man whose ear had got lopped off by Peter there in the garden. We're told at that point, Peter got even more defiant. He invited curses to fall upon himself if he were not to tell the truth. And then he outright lied. I do not know the man, Peter said. And then as you remember, the rooster crowed. 
Yes, a charcoal fire must have been something that Peter would have wanted to avoid. For at that charcoal fire in the courtyard of the high priest, that often courageous and convicted Peter had become a weak and spineless man, letting his beloved Lord suffer and die alone while he selfishly wrapped himself up in safety. Surely Peter would soon have not wanted to return to warm himself by another charcoal fire. But Jesus, he had other plans for Peter. I suppose it's sort of appropriate that since fishing opener is this next weekend, that the resurrection account we have for today starts with a fishing story. We're told about how Jesus had come to the disciples, how those disciples had had empty nets all night long, but that when Jesus got there, those nets became filled with 153 large fish, so full that they couldn't hardly even pull those fish back to shore. But today, I don't want to focus on that particular miracle of the fish, but rather on what happened next. For when the disciples did get back to shore with all of those fish, Jesus invited Peter and the other disciples to come over and to eat breakfast. But that breakfast, it was being cooked over a charcoal fire. A charcoal fire which Jesus had made only here. And at the time when Peter betrayed Jesus is a charcoal fire mentioned in the entirety of the Gospel of John. Surely the sight of that fire caused Peter to revisit the tragedy that had occurred the last time his skin had been warmed by a charcoal fire, the last time his clothes had reeked of its smoke. For places and smells, they just do that. They bring things back to mind. Yes, Peter had to smell his betrayal one more time. But Jesus did not invite Peter there so that the scent of his sins might fill up his nose, causing his heart to languish with grief. No, instead, he brought Peter there in order that he might fill up Peter. He wanted to fill up Peter with the forgiveness of sins he had won at the cross. He wanted to fill up Peter with the life that he had manifested at the empty tomb. There in that moment, around that charcoal fire, Jesus was reconciling Peter to himself. He was restoring Peter to the fold after he had walked away from the shepherd. Jesus was re-energizing Peter by his Holy Spirit. For Jesus had work for Peter to do. Confirmands, today you, just like Peter, will soon make a promise. You too will say that you're going to remain by Jesus side by side all the way. You'll say, just like Peter, that you intend to die with Jesus rather than deny him. You'll confess that you wish to be faithful unto death. And all of us here who have been confirmed, we have made that same promise. And while we trust that your confession this day is genuine, we also know that your convictions that you express today 
They will not always remain steadfast. Oh, we wish they would. We wish ours did. But we all fall. Yes, there will come those times when your convictions will be shaken. Some deception of the devil, it will trick you. Some day, there will come a time when you will be a little afraid to stand up for your faith, and in that moment you'll do something that indeed will deny the words that have come from your mouth. Indeed, in one sense, this is what happens every time you sin. And the devil, he'll be working hard throughout your life in two ways. One, he'll want you to get a lot of little sins in your mind on your record, but he'll also work hard to put a few big sins on your record as well so that he can torment you with them forever. There may well come a time when you in your life will think of some sin that you have done and you will wonder, could Jesus want anything to do with me any longer? You will have done something that you thought you never could do and then you will wonder if it is over. No doubt in those times the devil will come and tell you, it's over. You've done something too big. Jesus doesn't want you anymore. He'll tell you that since you've destroyed your relationship with him, well then you might as well go ahead and sin away and enjoy the pleasures that sin brings. And he'll bring the tragedy of your sin back as often as he can into your memory in an effort to keep you away from Jesus. But when this happens, don't believe his lies. Do not think that if you don't think about your sins that they'll go away. Don't think that if just enough time passes, the guilt you feel because of them will fade away. Instead, come to Jesus and confess those sins immediately. Whether the sins seem small in your mind or whether they are unquestionably whoppers of sins, Confess them right away. Well, that will not be easy in the moment. It will sort of be like Peter returning to another charcoal fire. Admitting your sins is never fun. It's humbling. And none of us like to be humbled. But if you will confess your sins, Christ will forgive you. He died on the cross for that very reason. No matter the sin, no matter how big it is, No matter how many times you did it in a row, no matter how guilty you feel, Christ will forgive you. He will feed you. He will re-energize you with his Holy Spirit for the work he has for you to do. He will resurrect you as the one who has proven on Easter that he has the power over sin, death, and the devil. The devil throughout your life is going to tell you that you should stay away from Christ and from his church where he has promised to dwell. But Jesus instead is going to call you week after week to come here, to confess your sins, to eat at this table, and to be filled up with his life. Yes, he will call you to be filled up in order that you can live as his child in all the places he will give you to live. By the power of Christ's Spirit, every time you are forgiven... Every time you are filled up with his life, you will leave here like you leave here today. You will leave here ready 
to go out and live your life in concert with the words you will speak before this congregation and before God himself. But always know this. When in your life, your life doesn't match up to the words you spoke today, don't stay away from Jesus even for a moment. For to do so is to choose death. Instead, come to Jesus week by week here in this place. He'll forgive you. He'll restore you. He'll re-energize you. And then you will have life and have it to the full. Amen.